0: Well, that's not nice. Remember when Bobby Boucher showed up at halftime and the butt dogs won the Bourbon Bowl, do you? Come on, I'm getting mad, Bob.
1: Yo, Bobby! Fuck? Bob? Fuck. Bob? Buck. Bob? Over here!
0: Robert better not get in my face. Cause I'll drop that motherfucker. He's a
1: little bit long-winded. He doesn't translate very well into our generation and his jokes are terrible i'm just a man same as you are you're not a man you're a bishop for god's sakes there is no god wow you're on the air sled god
0: johnson pulls it down johnson trying to get saw him
1: bat that thing, but I thought it was a pump fake. He caught the ball, and then he's looking for somebody downfield again, and he takes it into his own hands and finds the end zone. When all your receivers
0: are covered, you're your own receiver. That is Johnson to Johnson for the touchdown. Pressure, Johnson hit, it is caught! (laughs) Caught by Keyshawn Johnson!
1: Oh, what a catch! Brad Johnson is back. Is it deep over the middle. Tunnel at the 40, 45, 50. Breaks it down to the far side, 40. Got a man ahead of him. Cuts back to the 20. He's gone. Good night, Irene. Touchdown, Washington Redskins. His Red third touchdown, 77 yards.
0: And the text is sent. I'm nervous as fuck. Um, I'm going to never done this before, a little pre-whatever-the-fuck before the interview. I'm fucking sweating here. My hands are fucking clammy, knees weak arms are heavy i don't uh, <laughs> holy fuck this is one of you this is this is fucking awesome and i'm also fucking nervous i'm gonna i'm gonna piss this guy off so <sighs> you can hear it in my fucking voice i can hear it in my voice god damn it <clears throat> hello bobby hey what's going on brad
1: hey sorry about that i just kind of finally called up. so
0: oh dude no good? No worries man you're fucking you're uh you're straight man dude i gotta tell you right, right. away if i sound nervous i i am man my my hands are sweating right. i'm uh yeah
1: no we're all good we're all good
0: cool beans man uh dude let me let me know what you've been up to lately uh we'll just jump right into it um before i rub out and and ask you a bunch of football questions you know uh how how's life been how's how's post covid been uh you know what's going on
1: yeah yep i live in Athens georgia. Um, we have two kids. My wife, Nikki, and I have two kids. My oldest son, he's at LSU. He's in his second year there as a quarterback. And then my youngest, he's a senior. And he'll be going, he's committed to LSU in uh, January. So he'll go early enrollee. Um, I help coach at the high school. So I've always coached their teams, youth football, middle, high school now. I uh, went to the last last two years. Went to the state championship. Got beaten in the finals both years. So, those are heartaches. But uh, that gives me a place to go and work. And I'm a volunteer coach, uh, so I do that. My wife has a painting business that she uh, paints furniture and and stuff like that in the garage. People bring over their bedroom sets and you know, oh hell yeah, I, I do the chairs same thing. and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's what she does. She waxes it, sands it down, and paints it and all that kind of stuff. So you got y'all are. Very
0: similar. I got gotcha. you. Do you ever? Do you ever end up helping her? Uh, I'm the moving guy. Oh, <laughs> you're the moving guy. You're the you're the heavy yeah, lifter. The I got gotcha.
1: you. But then we make them come to the garage and drop it off. You know. I you so, gotcha. uh, I saw. I, uh, I stay busy. Yeah,
0: Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I saw you on TikTok. I was gonna say, are you still working out, man? You still got yeah, big bad Brad. has got the big arms right yeah,
1: now. Yeah. 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 I got uh. What I did. I did uh. There's there's one video on there. I did a hundred pounds twenty five times I think.
0: Oh man. So I
1: got, yeah, it's, it's down there a little ways. So there's a couple, <laughs> there's some, there's some workout videos doing abs and ups and stuff like that, but, uh, or barbell stuff, you know? Oh, um, yeah, man. But no, I work, got a gym in the house. So work out and do all that, you know, and just, I stay busy, but coaching kind of gives me a place to go. um, And, you know, do we you... do it all the spring workouts and summer and, we're there every day from seven to eleven. Um, do you love it? Football workouts in the summer. I, I enjoy working with kids. I do, and then I get a lot of quarterbacks on the side. Uh, I don't. I don't ever charge any money. Um, it's usually dads that'll reach out to me. It, I could have a uh, a fifth grader. I could have a high school senior. I could have um, kids that go. I've had kids go off to college and do all that kind of stuff too. You know, and um, so. I just I spend time with I don't for me I don't like having one I'm not in the business of trying to make money off kids like that for I'm just in that position okay yeah so but I like I like I never like working with two quarterbacks at a time I think they're like uh, it's like pit bulls you don't you don't put two pit bulls in the ring together they're ready to fight and quarterbacks I like working with them individually Um, I just feel like they listen they retain they and they, it's their attention. It's not divided. They're not trying to uh, out-showcase each other in just in the workouts, you know? Yeah, so, for sure. Uh, but so I, I like doing that individual with kids from, you know, you know, my goal for them is to learn how to take a snap and throw the ball proper and what's a drop back and, um, you know, how to do a look-off and um, learn the rules of the game. Uh, yeah. Teach them how to call a play in a huddle. Um Throw different trajectories of different throws and try to be consistent and, you know, hopefully they can be their middle school or high school starter and maybe they're all conference or maybe they're all American. Hell yeah, <laughs> you man. know. So, so we kind of got, I got kind of got that little game going and, but my goal is to teach every kid how to uh, just, you know, become a better quarterback no matter what the level of play is and give them a chance, you know.
0: For sure, for sure. Do you ever throw a little bit of John Gruden at them and just start tagging every route? <laughs>
1: Um, where the Gruden comes out of me, I might, I give a lot of different analogies. Okay. Um, uh, that, I, there's no plays to be learned with me, unless it's our high school team. But the kids I work with on the side, it's more
0: fundamentals, you know, fundamentals
1: and analogies and stuff off the charts. Um,
0: I got you. Now- it comes out, it comes out
1: of nowhere when these kids are like, who in the hell is this guy with this? how this come up? But it's but it's fun, and they get it. They kind of get me, and then kind of make that relationship with the
0: kids for sure. Now, how do you approach your son being a quarterback and going into college and in high school? I mean, are are you the you know you're the coach of the team? Do you do you kind of give him a little bit of uh, room to kind of you know be himself, or do you do you attack him like a coach would and, and say, "Hey, you're our QB. Let's go."
1: Right. Um, well, my my younger son's a tight end. Yep. And uh, so. And my older son, he's at LSU now. So those are – it's two different approaches. Um, You know, quarterback, the ball is in your hands every play. Mm -hmm. you got to call the play in the huddle. you got to be able to speak in segments Um, as far as spitting out the verbiage in the huddle. Yep. Um, Be clear, be demanding, be enthusiastic, be consistent. (laughs) And those are things that, you know, with Max, I mean, kind of coaching him out of the womb. Um, coaching his, you know, youth football teams and middle school football teams, and now I'm just the high school volunteer coach. But, but I was, you know, thankful for all those opportunities, and I was with him the whole way through. So it's it's different now that he's in college, yep. and he has his own college coaches, and I never mix in with what they're teaching him there. For sure. Um, you know, they, he has. They had their system. They had I like last year. They did. They were everything was on Zoom because of COVID, and so I didn't. I didn't sit in their on meetings on Zoom. You know, what I mean, I yeah. like let that be between them. I don't ever interfere with that. But we, you know, with now that I talk to him, it's more about um, you know leadership roles and you know being consistent and taking care of your body and being game ready and you know over time and those kind of things. Just you know dealing with the ups and downs. I'm more of a supportive dad now. I than, got. You. Uh, I got. Then the then the actual coach for him. We do throw on the side when he comes home and those kind of things. I bet that it's so different coaching the other son because he's a, um, it's a position. I don't know. Okay. I don't know how to block. I don't know how to run routes. I don't know. You know what I mean? But we, we throw, I can still throw and I throw him a lot of balls just with him and I, you know, we go run routes together, but, uh, for sure. But you feel more relaxed. (laughs) Oh yeah. That one more than the quarterback position because of the balls in your hands every play, you know?
0: Right. Did you have a hard time teaching, uh, uh, I'm I'm forgetting a name. Uh, the the quarterback, your your son, the quarterback, Max. Max, um, right. did you have a hard time with with him being a lefty?
1: No, no. It's really interesting with that. I don't know where the lefty came from. Um, it took me to was like two years old to figure out he's left-handed. You know, and okay. So I tried was trying to force him to do things right-handed. And somebody told me he's left-handed. So, but what's interesting for left-handed guys, kids, they're so. They're so used to like it, – it's like you go into a, a classroom at school. There's no left-handed desk. Yep. You know? So – but they're so used to adjusting. So like bad QB coaches or bad swing coaches, they'll try to teach a lefty how to – hit. They, they, they try to show them
0: as a lefty. Okay? Okay.
1: Well, it, it looks bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: yeah. You're so seeing you, like – yeah, because you're not used to it.
1: Yeah. Like if you've ever seen that commercial where – the, the dad, it's a car commercial, I think insurance or something. The dad says, good job, Johnny. And Johnny, and it looks terrible, the kid throwing back. You're like, that makes no sense. And then the dad throws it back and like, he can't throw either.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, so, so I, whenever I would teach him, I always teach it right-handed. Teach it. They're used to learning in their head. They're used to learning, flipping it in their head. You yep, know what I mean? So you yep. want to show them something smooth, something clean, something good instead of something awkward. I got gotcha. you. And it, so and when we actually throw with each other it's like looking it's like an ambulance where the words are upside down and how you read it but we look it's like a throwing into a mirror. So we it's like throwing we it's very very similar. Okay. okay? Yeah, for sure. And when we just look at each other and we throw it's like looking into a mirror and so but with him I, I you know spent a lot of time teaching him how to do all the dropbacks and play from underneath center more than what kids are doing now, just in the shotgun spread offenses, you
0: know. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Now, now, what can you attribute? I'll get into a little bit of football here. I mean, real deep football. Uh, you know, what what can you attribute to learning from like Warren Moon and 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 uh, Rich Gannon and, and just being around quarterbacks that I mean, I mean, yeah. Hall of Fame kind of levels.
1: Yeah, uh, how to be a pro. Um, for me, I was um, I didn't play very much in college. And so I didn't have a lot of experience. I only played five or six games. Uh, I was more of a backup, honestly. In college, I was a, really a basketball player. That's what you know. So I was really what I'm saying that I was a late bloomer in football.
0: Yeah, for sure. And you had some uh, talent. I, I made on that all roster. American
1: in high school. Yeah, we had loads of players and stuff. So, but basically being around you know Rich Gannon, I was the third string quarterback that year behind him and Sean Salisbury, and just you know. You know, how to deal with success, how to deal with adversity, how to deal with throwing a touchdown pass, how to deal with interception, how to deal with, you know, being prepared for Wednesday morning practice and meetings and Thursday meetings and, yeah you know, how to watch film and and just being a pro. And that that's what I got. So Rich Gannon was a starter my first year. Jim McMahon, um, how to lead in different ways, you know. Yeah. Um, You're getting a how multitude to get the team of dudes. To, how to, yeah, how to get the team to play for you, you know. Uh, different ways to win, and then Warren Moon was there my third and fourth year. Uh, we were together two or three years. I can't remember, but but I just you know I was fortunate to be around those guys, and then you know when my time came. I kind of took a little bit of you know from who they were in their game, and kind of made it to who I was a little bit.
0: Hell yeah! Now now, if, I, if I, tell me if I have this wrong, but in the '98 season, you start the season, and then you have an ankle injury, and Randall Cunningham comes in. Correct.
1: Yeah, so just to take you back a little bit, okay. So yeah, here, here's, for sure. here's what gets messed up too, okay, Bob.
0: Go for it. My man. career
1: was set. My career was 17 years, not 15. Okay. So when people look at it, they get that messed up. But in '97, I was a starter, and I had a neck injury, a major neck injury. Okay. And so I had to have surgery like the 13th or 14th game of the season. Uh, and so I lost everything I had in my right arm. I couldn't. I couldn't pick up a a phone. I couldn't, I couldn't hold anything.
0: Oh, wow. So I got
1: healthy for the first of the season of 98. The first game of the season, we beat Tampa Bay. The second game we beat St. Louis, but I broke my ankle in the second game of the season in St. Louis. So then I was in a cast for six weeks. Then I come back and then we play uh, the new Orleans saints, like game nine. I'm making that up.
0: Okay. Somewhere yep, around yep. there. Okay. All right. Perfect.
1: Randall Cunningham and Randall Randall got hot. He was hot. He's having a great year. Game nine or whatever, he gets hurt in the first quarter. I come in the game and then I break my thumb in the third quarter. <laughs> I fi- I finish out the game that night. Randall and I, my wife Nikki, and Randall and his wife were all sitting in the hospital, emergency or cat. We're doing CAT scans. Yeah, and so. When we came out, I had to put a cast on my thumb. Randall, he did a quick surgery, and the next day he actually played the next week. I was in a cast to game 15 or game 16 with my thumb, so I kind of missed. I only played three games that year because I was injured, you know.
0: Right, right. But then you come back 99 and, and have the year of your well, career. I get
1: traded. Yeah, I get traded and had a big year in Washington. Yeah. And I almost needed a year off because of the neck surgery in '97.
0: Right, right, kind of, kind of a year to just stabilize everything and let your body heal. Yeah, yeah,
1: yep, yep.
0: I get you, man. That's crazy. So, so, uh, I was gonna ask you about that. So, so how, what do you attribute to that? To that year? I mean, I know stats, stats aren't everything, but statistically, it was your best year. Um, you know, you broke four thousand yards. You, 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 were you pissed off that you missed the year before being a part of? You know, not that you weren't a part of it, but that you know you you got hurt and you couldn't play in those games. Being a part of one of the best yeah. offenses in the in NFL history, did you have something you wanted to prove going into nine? You know, into the next season.
1: Well, yeah, I think you got to always something to
0: you always want to win and prove yourself. I didn't.
1: <laughs> I mean, the thing, you know, the three games I played in '98, I won. Right. Threw four touchdowns in the first game, and you know, I thought I could have had a big year, but it it was a blessing in disguise. Because I physically, looking back, physically, because of the neck injury, I didn't think I could have lasted the whole year. Okay. Okay, like, just my, I couldn't, I'm telling you, I couldn't, like, I I was benching 340 pounds, but I couldn't, but I couldn't grip. My grip strength was, like, 60% of whatever your grip strength is.
0: Yeah, your your nerves just had to regenerate a little better. They had to
1: regenerate, yeah. Yeah, so I got to where I could play, but. To have lasted and throw that many balls over a course of the season, I, I mean, honestly, I don't know if I would have lasted. So that's why I said it's a blessing in disguise. I get you. And, um,
0: but so I got traded.
1: I've been in one system for seven years in Minnesota. Got to play for North Turner. I loved it. Okay. Uh, different kind of system. Um, had to learn a whole new system, verbiage and you yep. know, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it was a change, you know. I got to be the leader of a team of a, guy, a bunch of guys that had not been to the playoffs in a long time. Um, and it was fun. You know, it was just a, it was a fun time. For sure, for um, sure.
0: Did you get to meet John Riggins? So,
1: uh, I met him at a couple, like, you know, the
0: like the Redskin parties and stuff
1: like yeah, that. Yeah, you know? yeah,
0: for sure, for sure. Awesome, man. So uh I have one of these things down here was was Hall of Fame teammates I wanted to ask you about. I mean, you have a career that a lot of people, I think, would envy. And for some reason, you go go underneath the, you know, you get get lost. Um, Just even what I have written here, you got to play with Randy Moss, Chris Carter, John Lynch, you know, Terrell Owens, Jason Witten, Romo, Sapp, Brooks, Barber, all Scott, who I got to ask you about what kind of guy is that. I mean, he seems, pound the rock, pound the rock must have been fun with that guy in your locker room, huh?
1: Yeah, well, I, it, it's funny. I, I'll say this: I was a guy that didn't sell myself to the media, okay? Yep. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't do, you know, I didn't pump my fist
0: a lot. I okay. pump my
1: fist more on TikTok than I ever did as a player. There you go. So, so, you know, I, I threw Chris Carter and Tim Brown's hundredth touchdown pass. Through Randy Moss's first touchdown pass, through Warren Sapp, his first touchdown pass, through myself, my first touchdown pass. Yes, I have that against the, Carolina, whatever. right? Yep, right, right. Oh. I led three different organizations to the playoffs, which not many guys have ever done that. Yep. Um, even the year we won the Super Bowl, I led the NFC in passing, but people don't. But people didn't. They don't remember those kind of things unless you tell them. You know what I mean? Right, so, right.
0: Or unless so, you're a super Brad Johnson fan like I am
1: yeah yeah so but but i was i was i wasn't a i wasn't a loud spoken kind of guy for sure so you didn't so maybe you didn't jump on that bandwagon but but when you look at like winning percentages you know that's what you wanted for sure you're you're kind of those kind of those kind of things it was just it didn't get a lot of credit for um
0: I just wasn't in the spotlight. I wasn't yeah, you weren't a flashy kind of guy. Yeah, you weren't a flashy kind yeah. of guy. But but even, like, right. coming back to the Vikings and and, and and having a winning season to where, you know, you're playing into Week 17 against the Browns and and it's a play-in game, you, you took a season that was already kind of messed up because of the boat scandal. Dante, Dante Culpepper right. almost loses his leg. Um, I, I'm not I, – I mean, jo- I'm joking, but – you know you take over a season and and you weren't flashy but you were winning games and that's why you know you got is am i correct to say that that's why you got to go on to year two as a starter
1: yeah yeah all those things
0: yeah for sure um and you're kind of like a Floyd May- Mayweather kind of a kind of a football player, if that makes sense. You're very surgical because, you know, obviously in '98 you had all the talent in the world, but still you have to be able to 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 kind of break things down and and, and make the smart throw. And I think over your career, what do you are you still a top ten uh, accuracy, you know, career rating in the NFL? Right. Yeah.
1: I'm not sure. I'm not sure with all that. I mean, at the time, all that was probably all there. And the things, that, you know, the game's changed a little bit with numbers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: with you know, the, the way it's set up now. But um no, I, I I felt, you know, I just I felt like the coaches I played for and the teammates I played for respected me. Uh play winning football with winning records, uh winning numbers and um yeah, maybe it wasn't as flashy as people wanted, but it but it was winning football. And um so I, I, I was very I don't look back with any regrets or anything like that. Oh yeah, man, for sure. Um those kind of things, you know.
0: Uh, let me ask you this. Let me ask you about uh, beating Tom Brady in the Skills Challenge uh, in 2003. T- t- you got to have some good stories coming out of that. I mean, you, the quarterbacks you were around were like Hasselbeck. What am I seeing here? Yeah, Jim Kelly there. You had Mark Brunell, Tom Brady. Uh, you end up beating Tom Brady, uh, edging him out in, the, in that Skills Challenge. Give me anything you can about that. How how fun is that to get around some of the some of the, those dudes? I've
1: it. I, I I went in that. I did that thing. I was in it before, like in 99 or 2000. So I kind of knew a little bit what was coming. Okay. And so I went out there, I got out there late. So a lot of the quarterbacks went out the day before and they practiced those skills challenge. I got out there late. I knew what the point system was. So there's the last event. There's uh, the last event counted for 40% of the whole overall deal. There was four different categories. So like long ball, then there's a some kind of accuracy thing, then agility thing. And the last one, the gauntlet, I think I, I think that's what it's called. It's like
0: no huddle or so something went, like that, right?
1: The no huddle, yeah. So I practiced that thing and I figured out a way to cut time on each throw. So uh like the first one you drop back and you have to get into a you have to throw the receiver into a box, but you have to take a five step drop and throw it and then you gotta run to the next one. The next one was a you got to do a five-step drop and throw a curl. Then you got to go up to the next one, run a c- corner. Then you got to run to the end zone. Then you got to throw a fade into, you know, to the corner,
0: back corner. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. So what I would do, I, I learned how to cut the time was, I practiced it for about an hour. Was I went up there and then, um, when I got there, I took five, but I threw the ball real high up in the air, and then I would start sprinting. So most people, when they throw a ball, they will watch the guy can catch the ball. Yep. And then you would run up there to the next one. Then you wait for the guy to say "hut." Well, I had it fast. So I would throw the ball; ball was in the air, and I was running to the next one. Now I would do a curl, and I would throw it. And I was throwing; I would time it out and throw it a little bit more, loft. Okay. To a spot, and then I'm, but I'm already running where another person's watching their ball, and so the same thing. Uh, I did the whole. There were six different things I did on that last event that no one even knows. Yeah, for sure. That were le. They're legal but no one knows how. And then the, if you watch it, the years after that, people started copying what I was doing. Okay. Uh, to, to try to cut time, but it was, no, it was very, very competitive. And I remember, I remember, uh, I needed Mark Brunel to beat Brady. I need Brady to finish third Mark Brunel in that last event. Okay. Yep. I think Brady finished number two that day, which is yep, yep. a st- stupid challenge, but I needed Brunel to beat Brady. And then I had to win it overall. And, um,
0: so for sure.
1: And there's not, but any... I just remember, I remember Brady being very, very competitive and upset and, you know, kind of whining, but I remember him just, I was I was impressed by how competitive the guy was. And obviously you know, he'd won one Super Bowl at that time and went on to win seven. I was just going to
0: say, he's about to go on a tear the next couple of seasons after, after this yeah. skill challenge. Maybe, yeah. maybe you lit and the you, fire, man. He,
1: yeah. You could tell, well, you could tell he was great. I just remember him being uh, um, humble guy, very, uh, smart. Um, okay. Love the game. I I mean, it was, it was was easy to figure out what made him tick on just over a day of just kind of having fun on these challenges. For
0: sure. Do you have, do you have a story of just hanging out with any of those guys that you can share? Just, just being able to sit
1: around. I remember, well, not that particular one, but I remember the very first one just, I remember, um, my wife, Nikki, and I were over there, and I, there was this guy, quarterback, he wasn't married at the time, and we, we felt not sorry for him, but like, let's take him out to dinner. You know yeah. what I mean? Just yeah, kind of, for sure. And was Peyton, we took Peyton Manning out. You know okay. what I mean? Okay, okay. So, so, but later on, he's made, you know, 16 straight Pro, pro Bowls, but but we were there for his first, you know? Yeah. And uh, just to kind of watch him, his whole career was pretty awesome, you yeah. know? Yeah, but, you uh, could... but I just remember the Pro Bowls being a fun time, and, been around everybody and just kind of a, a celebration of, you know, what everyone had accomplished. And.
0: Hell yeah, man. I'm not, I'm not sure how much time I got you for. You know, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but um, I had a few more questions here if you're cool with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, your pregame nap, explain that, because I, I couldn't imagine falling asleep before a game. But but tell me, tell me how that works in and, and, and how you, you know, how would you pick a spot to sleep in?
1: Yeah, I would always try to take a nap before, like – so I would do my work on Saturday nights. I would spend about, we would have meetings, but I'd spend about an hour just going through the game plan. And then Sunday mornings at the hotel, I'd spend about another hour uh, going through the game plan. And then I would go uh, take a nap. I'd always find like a closet or um, certain, it depend on what stadium it was, you know, something. Yeah. You know, some, some, some stadiums were different, uh, than others, but I, I just try to find a place where I could just, you know, get away and get from that everything. Last and, yeah. 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 And I would, I would put my ringer on my watch or I'd, I'd put my iPod on and just, I you know, listen to Rascal Flatts or just whatever it was just to kind of just take a little nap and calm down. And because I knew what was getting ready to come, you know, and yep. there was a time to turn on ACDC and
0: <laughs> whatever you, you want to listen
1: to, you know what I mean? But, Hell yeah. but, uh. But that wasn't really me. I wasn't into that. I was more into And then after I'd take the nap, then I would get, I'd spend another 20, 25 minutes going through the game plan again one more time. And then I would, because you had to be on the field an hour before the game. Okay. Um, But I would, I, I just didn't feel like sitting around the locker room looking at everybody. Right. You know, like just what we're going to talk or what we're going to do here. I can't just click it, you know what I mean? So yep. I just, I like just kind of getting away with, you know, it's usually a hard week of practice and, and then uh you know it's going to be a long day just of you know emotions right. of the game and that right.
0: kind of thing so i got you what's your favorite acdc song
1: ah uh, i really didn't listen to i mean <laughs> i got you i got you i mean i mean i not that guy before games i'll be honest with you i mean i mean i love all their music and for sure for sure what kind that, of music you know, are you I mean, into but, uh i mean i like the outfield okay <laughs> yeah i was i was an outfield guy at that time i was toby keith
0: I got gotcha. you, country guy.
1: Um, uh, you ever I get like a, whatever sounded good?
0: James Taylor, you, know? you a big James Taylor guy?
1: I did like him, but I, I mean, I listened. You know, I was I was more how you Like Me Now" with Toby Keith and
0: <laughs> oh, okay. winning it all
1: with the outfield and um, you know those kind of songs at that time.
0: For sure, man. For sure, I'll I'll wrap it up here. Um, are you a White Claw guy? You know, the podcast I've joked around quite a bit. I don't know what the hell it is about White Claws, but uh, I absolutely love them, and uh, I just—I had to figure that—that that was what I was going to close out on. I don't know if that's the worst question ever, but do you ever drink a white claw? Yeah,
1: yeah, i will will drink a white claw. Hell yeah. Um,
0: What's your I'll favorite drink. flavor? <laughs> Ruby grapefruit. Depends Come on, on man. how many I had. Ruby grapefruit. Depends on how
1: many I've had. Oh, so. Uh,
0: I gotcha. I gotcha.
1: No, I, <laughs> no, those things—it, those things are interesting. Like, I mean, I drink Coors Light, Michelob Ultra um oh fuck yeah cool as light man hell cranberry, yeah cranberry uh and, uh cran lemonade that's the mixed drink and then the white claws you know I, i'll put those down at the beach too so um
0: dude the fact that we drink whatever. the same alcohols i'm i'm hey man yeah. god that's awesome that that yeah, that's yeah. that's freaking cool dude that's awesome right on um Dude, thank you very much. Do you have anything you want to yep. promote? I thought I saw a big, big bad Brad hat. Uh, where can I find that?
1: Yeah, well, we're actually what I'm, what I'm getting ready to do. We're, we're looking at getting some merchandise going. Okay. And we're gonna, we I got two charities that, that we're gonna donate all the money to. Yeah. And uh, so I'm getting ready. We, we haven't really. Um, I know one of the charities, but I don't want to say one without the other right now. Yeah, for sure, so, for sure. Um, but no, we'll, we'll probably get some merchandise out here in the next three weeks or so. Okay, and then, uh, but that's where all the I I have fun with TikTok, play basketball, and you know,
0: doing skills school challenges school and whatnot. Hell
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have fun with it, and hopefully, everyone finds a little humor with it and some of the trick shots and things that people never seen before. And when when I do that stuff, it's more about. um not making one trick shot and splicing it's more about a sequence of three or four shots together. So you might see something, a bounce over a backboard and then it bounces into the hole and then spin off the finger. Then, then, you know, one off my head and then throw a full court football into a hole. Yeah.
0: You know yep, I mean? Yeah, for sure. So,
1: But it's ne- it's never just one trick shot or it's gotta be, it's never spliced. And then usually I just do the hat thing. Like, you know like rick flair would do you know yeah yeah having fun
0: with it there you go hopefully
1: everyone finds the humor behind it all
0: there you go man right on well dude i gotta tell you thank you again for for doing this man like i said i I mean growing up i'd buy madden just to just to play with you even though you retire the next year and if i if i did it and then i'd have to find you and and hire you as my head coach man i went deep yeah you know uh, you're you're a big part of my childhood man this is one of the coolest things i've got to do so so, thank you very, very much. You know, hey, hopefully, uh, maybe if you're in Minneapolis sometime, I can buy you a white claw. Uh, yeah. For sure, be man. All in. Dude, all in. For sure, very dude. Good. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much, sir. Okay.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it, Bob. See you, yeah,
0: man. You too. Bye. Bye.